All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray and whoever God allows to go astray will never find guidance. I bear witness there is no God but God, alone without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God to your dying moment. Quran 3.102. It is so wonderful to be with you all again today. Such an honor and delight to give the chutzpah after being so inspired and blessed by so many of your words, your voices, your lives. I have so much to learn as a student of this religion and writing this chutzpah has been an incredible experience. For today, I would like to look deeply into the experience, purpose, and meaning of wudu, wuzu, vozu, the ritual ablution or washing of parts of the body as purification in preparation for salah, for uh, the uh, reading of the Quran, and for tavaf or circumambulation of the Kaaba. The physical act of ablution has a special cleansing effect, and perhaps the underlying meaning of the act is to purify our inner selves to feel the weight of the day-to-day -day mind, which sustains so much conflict, lifted off of us. And to feel the sacredness of the timeless moments of prayer, study, recitation, and movements like sojde, prostration. Allow me to state some of the obvious things that I'm continually fascinated by. Water is what we are made of. This is a reality of our physical form. We are comprised mostly of water molecules and need to drink a certain amount of water every day to survive. Water cleanses bodies, objects, landscapes. Many beings live in water, frogs, fish, otters, whales. Waterways are for travel and shape the land. Water forms the sky into miraculous shapes of clouds. Groundwater is a sustaining subterranean dimension that determines where on the earth we can live. I love to visit springs and waterfalls and honor their life-giving properties. Throughout time, people have experienced this. There is the well of Zamzam, which rose up as a blessing from God to save Prophet Abraham's wife, Hagar, and her baby. In the canon of medicine written by Ibn Sina or Avicenna in the 14th century, the understandings of the workings of the body was based on the four humors or mazaj, the elemental fluids coursing through our internal waterways. As the indigenous-led water protectors who were at Standing Rock knew so well, water is life. In Surah An-Nur, it is said, God made all creatures out of water.
In this way, water is our pure origins as divinely created beings. I would like to share with you a beautiful Javanese poem which connects the sacredness of water to the oneness and origin of creation by Allah. This text is attributed to Sunan Kalijaga, one of the nine wali or saints who brought Islam to Java, to the many islands of what is now Indonesia. He did this in the 15th century CE. This poem is chanted in the evenings for its protective and healing benefits. The sixth stanza says, the origin of everything is in a single molecule, then scattered into the world in accordance with the divine essence, zat, that which is read and heard, written and preserved becomes a blessing on the body, a mist of auspiciousness. When recited into the scattering of water, lovers are united. The insane are healed. This part of this 12 stanza poem describes the role of water, which is not only purifying, but also heals us by reuniting us with our ultimate origins through recitation. As the word Qur'an means the recitation, this poem refers to the connection between revealed truth and the essence of who we are and where we come from. I would like to share with you the traditional style of reciting this same poem in the Javanese Kawi language called Kidu. We
This poem is a great example of the Kabatenan tradition, which is a Javanese Islamic tradition based on the concept of baten, or the inner, baten. In contrast to the zahir, or the external, the manifest. I was first introduced to some elements of this tradition in the 1990s, when I was in Indonesia studying music. There I had a spiritual awakening in this beautiful, particular, autochthonic Islamic context that has stayed with me ever since. Lately, the inner experience of the wudu is of great interest to me, how the setting of intention, the purification of the mind, the instigation of a timeless moment, and the returning to one's own spiritual origins as God's creation can revitalize one's external practices and devotion. This experience of lightness and connectedness to God is also so enjoyable that some may prefer to stay in a state of wudu as often as possible. The revitalizing of practices can also include the practice of the vocalization of prayers. In this case, the voice can be a conduit for directly connecting the inside, batin, and outside, zahir, as we experience them, as the vibration in our larynx resonates, resonates the cavernous areas of the mouth and outward, as well as resonating the layers of the breast and heart. We also hear our voices from within our heads and from the outside in a given acoustic space. On top of that, we may also be hearing one or more voices in our minds as memories, as we recite of our teachers, our loved ones, or other favorite reciters. And we may be responding to these memories in an immediate dialogue. And God loves to hear our voices in praise. According to one interpretation of the Song of Songs, the Song of Solomon from the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, this verse can be seen as an expression of God's love for us, saying, My dove in the clefts of the rock, in the shadow of the cliff, let me see you, all of you. Let me hear your voice your delicious song. I love to look at you. 214, Song of Songs. In all of these ways and many more, our voices can be tools for engaging with the purifying benefits of the wudu and for creating strong bonds between our inner experiences, our external worlds, and God in our salah and in our kiro'ah or recitation. I will recite in Persian pronunciation a doa attributed to Imam Ali, alayhi salam, the cousin and son-in-law of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Allahumma navir zahiri bita'atika wa batani bimuhabbatika 
و قلبی به معرفت که و روحی به مشاهدت که و سری به استقلال اتصال حضرت که یازل جلال و لکرام او گاد illuminate my outer world with the light of obedience to thee and my inner being with thy love my heart with the knowledge of thee my spirit with thy vision and my secret core illuminate by the freedom from its unique connection to your presence O Lord of majesty and greatness I say what I have said May God forgive all of us. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks are due to God alone. A poem attributed to Rumi says, the water said to the dirty one, come here. The dirty one said, I'm too ashamed. The water replied, how will your shame be washed away without me? One of the struggles on the spiritual path is often found in understanding the concept of purity. On the external and social level, this concept deserves criticism when it expresses artificiality, judgment, and egocentric self-righteousness. In studying Iranian traditional voice and poetry over the last 15 years, I learned that perhaps no one unravels the inconsistency and hurdles of devotion more profoundly than the beloved poet of Shiraz, Hafez. After this unraveling, similar to the effects of wudu, we are left with a greater sense of awe for the sacredness and presence of love. In the final lines of poem 32 of his Divan, or Collected Poems, he says, Hafez, هر آن که عشق نورزید و وصل خواست احرام تواف کعبه دل بی وضو ببست In the final lines of a ghazal or lyric poem, the author signs themselves into authorship. So he here refers to himself saying, O oh Hafiz, anyone who craves union but does not nurture love, encircles the intimate Kaaba of the heart without ablution. In this case, Hafez compares wudu to love in a way that evokes the image of anointing, whether by the feeling and presence of love or the physical pouring of water. Wudu done with love defies harsh representations of purity. In a personal way, wudu emerged for me as a resource the basic form of wudu I have learned includes setting one's intention to do salah or recite or read Qur'an, washing the hands and arms up to the elbow, the entire face outside up to the hairline, rinsing the mouth, clearing the nostrils with water, washing the inside and outside of the ears, brushing wet hands over the top of the head and back of the neck, called masa or anointing, and washing the feet up to slightly above the ankle. In another ghazal, this one by the 13th century mystic Jalaluddin Rumi, he describes vividly where it is in wudu our work and study ends and God's love begins. Rumi says, Dar vozu har ozvra verdi joda, aumadast andar khabar bahre doa. There is a prayer for every body part. This has come through hadith.
چون که استنشاق بینی میکنی بوی جنت خا از رب قنی Whenever you rinse your nostrils seek the scent of heaven from the Lord of riches تا تو را آن بو کشد سوی جنان بوی گل باشد دلیل گل بنان And when the scent of heaven comes to you it will be the rose fragrance leading you to its origin, the rose bush. چون که استنجا کنی ورد و سخن این بود یا رب تو زینم پاک کن. When you cleanse yourself of dirt, the words and prayers are this, O oh my Lord, you have purified me. دست من اینجا رسید این را بشست دستم اندر شستن جان است سوست My hand came to cleanse my body but my hand is weak to purify the soul ایز تو کس گشت جان نا کسان دست فضل توست در جان ها رسان O oh, you that from whom the soul of the lost ones is redeemed, may the bounty of your hand reach our souls. Had man bud kardam man laim, zan su yehad ra naqikon ay karim, ay karim. My limitations are these. I worked menially. Take me. Beyond that limit, O generous one. As hadash ostam khodaya pustra, as havadis tobesho industra. He ends with saying, From the dirt I have washed my skin, O God. From all these catastrophes, cleanse this dear friend. I find it amazing how clear and literal Rumi's approach to wudu is here, at the same time as speaking of the way God washes our souls, individually and collectively. For me, wudu has been one of the ways I could practically and experientially rediscover my own pure origins as a human, my own willingness to accept and repent for my shortcomings without shame. Trusting and having faith in this purification process has been helpful for learning, growing, and being positive. And as the 14th century Chinese proverb of Sai Ken Tan goes, water that is clear has no fish. This, as a mature person, you properly include and retain. Thus, as a mature person, you properly include and retain a measure of grime. You can't just go along enjoying your own purity in private and restraint. Hikes that I've done to local waterfalls and also to mountain springs while traveling have renewed my faith as I purified myself in a natural context. Recently, I also experienced for the first time floating down the Spokane River through the city I was born and raised in, feeling the incredible power and momentum of the river and feeling my own drives in life harmonize and dissolve into the swift current. 
I also think about how humanity is destroying the earth, the clearest sign of which is in climate change, such as the drought and heat we are experiencing here today. Many of us buy clean water in concern for our proximity to toxic waste sites, or like those in Flint, Michigan, are poisoned on a daily basis. Clean water needs to be included as an important human right and valued as priceless. Sometimes I think of the many different traditions which have used water for purification, including the Mandaeans of Iraq and Iran, who base their religious teachings on the prophets such as Nabi Noah, or Noah and Yahya or John the Baptist, alayhi salam. In this baptism, there is a connection between water and light. In a ghazal by the 15th century poet and chronicle of saints, Farid Udin Attar, he says, Chodar chash o yadat chon ma nuri chera na yad dar on har zarre khuri. There is a possible pun here, as chash in Persian can mean eye or spring. Spring in the sense of the bubbling water. Allow me to interpret. You bubble up like moonlight from the eye of the mountain spring. Why not have emerged from every water molecule an angel? I am imagining that this angel is each one of you. Prophet Muhammad Salallahu Alaihi Wasallam, peace be upon him, would always make the following supplication after his ablution. O oh God, make me among those who turn to you in repentance and make me among those who are purified. In Surah Hud, verse seven, God says, and God it is who created the heavens and the earth in six periods and God's throne of power is ever on the water that God might manifest the good qualities in you Whoever of you is best in deeds. There are so many ways we can relate to water and wudu. Together, let's find new ones that reinvigorate our interconnectedness and care for ourselves, each other, and the world we live in. By drinking more water, by conserving water, protecting water from greed and corporate interests, doing our wudu with greater intention and awareness of how it changes us and brings us closer to God, and by allowing our voices to resonate the meaning of prayers and songs with the beauty and clarity of water. Let us try to be more like water, letting all the difficulties we experience come and go like a river with greater trust, patience, and faith in God. May we all emerge from private purity and offer our best deeds to this world so that Allah may grant us all inner peace. Ameen. And in Quran 1690 it is said, God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives. God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. Wa'aqimna as-salah. Let us perform the prayer. <laughs>